Incredible. All right. So, Clink, even though you are in a computer right now, drink. Yes, drink. Hello, everybody. It's me. It's Nathan. By the way, I have went back as I edit these episodes and everything. I noticed that I never introduced myself. I'm always like, it's me. Let's go. <laughs> like, it's Nathan. If you're this far in, you should know, though. Uh, if I'm the star, right? y'all should know. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so welcome to another episode. Um, we're going to get drunk. We're going to get things wrong. Cullen, go ahead and slate for us, please. Hi, I'm Cullen. I'm guest number 66. This is my third time on the podcast. Yeah. I'm a Scorpio. Uh, my favorite food is pizza. You know. There you go. Just what you want to hear. I'm a Leo, which me. is very important for this show because of horoscopes. Um, yeah. 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 What show are we doing? Yeah, to, I, well, we're doing hair. Yeah. Not hairspray, to clarify for people. Because I've met many people who think that they're the same show, and they're vastly different. Or, like, Hairspray is the sequel to Hair. It's like Hair and then Hairspray. I, Edna and Tracy really go off the rails on this one. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to see it. That's hilarious. Could you imagine? I would hate every second of it. I would fund it. it. That's the Fringe show I want to see. That's a Fringe show. That's a Fringe show. <laughs> Listen, I never come up with good Fringe shows unless I'm talking to you because our last one was the Oscar the Grouch Joker bit from Avenue Q. Yeah. Yes. Which I, I stand like, by. <laughs> I still think that, I feel like that's an SNL skit that's out there since we've talked about it, but I don't, if, listen, if that, if that is out there, we need our coin. Yes, or or please realize it was an accident and don't sue us. <laughs> like that was just all subconscious. <laughs> yeah, but if it was written afterwards, yes. we want our credit. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, as hair, as Colin said, we are doing hair. So it is um, a 1967 rock musical, which we will come back to in a hot second, uh, with book and lyrics by Jerome Ragney and James R- Rado. Sure. Cool. <laughs> this is. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. <laughs> sure. I don't know if you've listened to the um, chorus line episode yet, but I say a name. Not yet. And Leah Loman corrected me, and I was like, it, I was very visibly like struggling with the name before I even attempted it. And I, she like corrected me as soon as I said it, and I was like, if you knew I wasn't gonna say it right, <laughs> just tell me, and just, that's okay. Just correct me. <laughs> no, I uh, I have no idea. Oh, no, no okay, idea. that's fine. So. Uh, with music by Galt McDermott. Yay, That's, music. That is correct. Good job. Yes, we got that one. <laughs> now, let's go back to the rock musical we just mentioned. It was the first time a musical had ever, like, labeled itself a rock musical, which was yeah. a wild time to be had, and especially in the 60s. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 what many consider the Hamilton of its day. Like, that's how revolutionary it was. Yeah. So. Well, not not only was it a rock musical, it had a super racially diverse cast. And it also included, like, them bringing the audience up on stage, which is not something that, like, happened. Yeah. I wrote this down, and I looked up, like, what else was on Broadway at this time. Uh-huh. The, four main, the four main shows that were on right at... Like, well, this was happening. It was Hello, Dolly, 
Man of La Mancha, Funny Girl, and Fiddler. And then you have Hair, which could not be any more different than any of these shows. Oh my god. Yeah. So imagine you take your grandma, who just saw whose favorite musical is Fiddler, you know, you got the brand new, mm-hmm. and then you go see Hair. You see Hair. Imagine a matinee day. You see Hair that Right, afternoon, the double show. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's crazy to think about. And that's that's when we lost Mima, like because she just yeah. could not handle rest it. In, rest in power, Mima. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but okay, Listen. but okay. So here's the thing: if Hair was bringing people up on stage, I would have fought in the crowd to get up on that Hello Dolly stage. I don't think they were doing that. Okay, I realize that. I'm just saying, <laughs> if it was an option, I would be on that stage. You know, I have to say, I've never seen or listened to Hello Dolly. Well, okay, I know, I know, I know some of Hello Dolly. I know, like, put on your Sunday clothes and elegance and like sure. Hello Dolly. Like, I know, I know, I know. However, I don't know because I haven't seen it. It is an amazing show. I actually yeah, just sure. for the first time watched it and found out what it was like two years ago and i was like this show was built for me to enjoy it's that makes sense yeah i've never seen it but that makes sense i mean all i know is the revival that had all these fantastic beanie feldstein by the yeah well that's i would say that's funny girl but also hello dolly yeah she was in hello dolly yeah yeah and then you had my favorite bernadette popped in there is Which an amazing did. bootleg with Bernadette that take the it time is. to watch it. It's so good. I had tickets to see her tomorrow evening. But I can't go. Why? However, I'm I'm seeing her because I have a different commitment. I already had that oh, okay. the same day. I have to However, her, so. I'm see, I'm seeing her in April instead. Okay. And I will be sobbing the entire time. That is the correct answer. When you see Bernadette Peters. I love love her. I want to see her and Patty LuPone have Smackdown, but that's for so many different reasons. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Like, physically wise, Patty's clearing, but like, scrappy wise, Bernadette's gonna gonna sweep. (laughs) Just WWE style, but Broadway Divas. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Um, That's... (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so this was first produced off-Broadway in 1967. Uh, a debate, wow, debuted on October 17th at the Joseph Papps Public Theater. Yay. Mm-hmm. And then it officially yeah. opened on Broadway at the Biltmore Theater in April 20, on April 29th. What is happening? Uh, <laughs> in 1968, running for 1,750 performances. Which, as controversial as it was, that's a lot of performances. Especially back in, what, the 60s? Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yeah. And then it's had, it's had so many revivals. <laughs> like, everywhere across the world. I found something so today many. that, like, there were so many running productions at once. It was the most profitable show. Period. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was literally played on the radio. Yeah. Like, I, I looked it up, and Aquarius, the opening number, was played, I think is the most played song, like, in history. Or was, like, in history for a while. Yeah. On the radio. 
which is crazy. And Diana Ross did a cover of it. And there's, it's, it's, yeah. So big deal. Diana. the show. Yes, I do. Uh, maybe I'm just, <laughs> maybe it was because I, okay, so like, this might have, this happened with Memoirs of a Geisha. And I'm making a point, I promise. I consumed that media when I was like extremely tired. So I was like, I did not enjoy that. So maybe that's what happened here. You watch the bootleg, right? Of her? Yes, but like a community theater production. Okay, so I didn't like it until I did it. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those shows that either you have to be in or like grow up with it to really like it. It's it's unfortunately a lot like Cats in that way. Ooh. But like not comparable. Significantly better. But like still kind of the same like confusing plot line. Yeah. Is there actually a plot to it? But it's having done the show it's one of my favorites because it depends on like your cast and stuff but that's a whole oh yeah i mean i can totally yeah. see like having a great time doing it but listening listening to it i was like please get to the point please correct correct <laughs> yes correct nothing okay. really happens until the second act so <laughs> yes so okay so they open everybody loved it and then the hair production team, like, basically sued the Tony Awards, which was amazing, because um, they were like, oh, you'll totally be eligible for the Tonys if you open, like, at this time. And so they opened it, and then they moved the deadline for when the Tonys eligibilities were, and then it was all of a sudden not eligible. And I did not know that. Yeah, and so the producers were like, um no that's not fair but they actually like were not able to like change the league's mind so want want yeah but they were eligible for the 69 tonys so they still got their tony noms just not for the year they like quote unquote should have gotten them which is fine um so tony noms this is for the original production Nope. Yes, for the original production. Sorry. It got Tony noms for Best Musical and Best Direction. Did not win either of them. Hmm. Revival noms, which they revived with an amazing cast. Um, it's which absurd. You can, it's absurd. You can listen to them on Spotify and Apple Music. Best Leading yeah. Man for Gavin Creel. Uh, Best Featured Actor for Will Snell, uh, Swenson. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. I almost said Snelson for no reason. Uh, best well, costume, <laughs> best lighting design, best sound, best direction, and best choreography. And it won Best Revival. Yeah. That was in what year? 2009, you said? I, think I didn't say because I don't have a date. <laughs> it's two, I think it's 2009 because that was I when believe you. Billy Elliot Billy Elliot, Billy Elliot won. It was the year of the crazy Tony wait, Awards opening wait. number. <laughs> I'm having a recovered <laughs> memory of the... <laughs> you know yes. exactly what I'm talking about, right? The one where yes, because me like, and BJ absurd. did an episode only about the opening of the Tonys. Yeah, so same same year yep. as that. Yes. Where they had the Shrek cast singing Let the Sunshine In. Yes, and that was <laughs> that was Dolly Parton. That's when Kid Rock broke his, like, nose. That was everything. That, yeah. Absurd. <laughs> I would like to take... <laughs> 
15 minutes of this episode to talk, uh, not really, but to talk about how <laughs> Dolly Parton walked out onto the Tony stage and sang 9 to 5. And it was the best thing ever. Where is her, like, Dolly Parton, not 9 to 5, but like her biopic musical, where is that? They've talked about it, and she wants okay. Christian Chenoweth to play her. That makes total sense. Yes. 100%. A little, little offended it's not me, but okay. what can you do? You are... What can you do? <laughs> you are conservatively 20 feet taller than Dolly Parton. So. That's, that is fair. So. <laughs> Very fair. Um, Very fair. So, those are the Tonys. Okay, so this is the cast. This is the Broadway cast, the original Broadway cast. I don't have time for all the revivals. There's so much going on with this show. The revival is the one that matters, in my opinion, but... Well, oh my goodness. So, Claude was played by James Rideau. George was played by Jerome Ragney. Sheila was played by Lynn Kellogg and Cassie Le- uh, Levi. Levy. Cassie Le- Le- Levy. I always get it mixed up. I think it's Levy. Uh in the revival, and we just talked about her in the Frozen episode that technically came out today as we record this. Um, yes. Jeannie was played by Sally Eaton. Neil was played by Steve Curry. HUD was played by Lamont Washington. Chrissy was played by Shelley Plimpton. And just as a fucking note, Diane Keaton was in the original cast of this show. Yeah, also when you say Steve Curry, it's like Frankenberger. <gasps> Wig. Oh, that's Tim. Sorry, that's Tim Curry. He is in the. He's in the um, West End one, though. Gotcha. I was there like, you go. that's not right. The second I said that, I was like, that is not right. I was like, that's Tim, baby. But okay. <laughs> he 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 was in it. I'm not crazy. Okay. Good. <laughs> not about this, at least. Just, um. <laughs> not about this. <laughs> so. Cullen, wait, okay, so who were you in the show? Who would you want to be in the show? Yeah, so I played Margaret Mead, and I understudied Woof. Uh, (laughs) Yep, that's exactly the reaction that... I'll have to show you the photo. You can post it if you want. It's hilarious. Um, So, for those of you who don't know, we can talk about it in the show. Margaret Mead is a woman played by a man. It is not, like... It it is just a man cross-dressing in this case, and it is supposed to be this like old grandma and he like flashes every or they like flash everybody and in my case i was wearing like just a leopard speedo and that was it and um it's definitely like the comedic moment in the show um and then i understood wolf who is neil technically um, mm-hmm. but the guy who actually played when i did avenue q who was my nikki and trekkie came back and was Wolf, and I understudied him again, which was really fun. Incredible. Um, yeah, but I would, in now that I'm older, I would love to play Claude. Um, so the Gavin Creole yeah. character, um, which is very much, I think, now my type more than it was when I was, like, a 20-year-old, 21-year-old. Wow. Um, but, yeah, so that's who I would love to play. What about you? Um, you're a Margaret Mead, I'm going to be honest. I feel I would, like you're a Margaret Mead. Absolutely. Um, I would also like to play audience member demanding a refund at the box office. Um, Nathan, I feel like you would have hated my show, but I'll talk about it later. It's okay. <laughs> so many... um, I also, I get so anxious when shows are like, 
clap along with us. First of all, I don't want to do that. Secondly, I would lose my mind if somebody in here were like, come up on stage with us. No. I, mm-mm. But leave audience me alone. Participation is the, audience participation is the way to do this show, 100%. We, when I did it, we did it in the thrust. So we yeah. did a three-section thrust, and it was, um, that's the only way to do it. We did it like in a black box, a larger, but a black box. Okay. Here. And that's it fair. was very intimate, but we'll get to that later for other reasons why it was intimate yeah i also would um in my delusion love to play sheila but only only so that i can sing i believe in love that's literally that's a it. Great song. i like you yeah. could just cast me for that one song and then i'd be in the tribe like that's fine easy to be hard is a great song though and i think it's underused in a lot of circumstances but put it in your books lady ladies the one lady listening I, I, the one lady, Cassie Levy, put it in your book. <laughs> um, no, I love that song. I don't know if it's like an audition song, but it's like very much like a senior showcase song. Absolutely. Like that's what I, that's what a lot of hair is. It's not audition music. It's senior showcase music. I love this. I love this tape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not wrong though. You're not. <laughs> like, that's no, I, I just love like looking at it. Like I've never heard that before, but like it makes so much sense. Yeah, or like a, like a fun little cabaret. Oh. Miss Cass Cabaret. Um, yes. So, yes, 100%. <laughs> so I'm going to tell everybody <laughs> right now, this stumble through is based on the original Broadway version. So the songs are different than what you would find on the Gravel, Gavin Krill, like, song list. That's good you're going to say that because I exclusively know the Gavin Creel version of it because that's the okay, version perfect. that I did. So we will pick and choose at this point. <laughs> I'm I'm picking choosing my patience <laughs> with this show. No, it's I, it's not a bad show. It's and it's, for it's like you said, it was for the time that it came out in, absolutely like world changing. It's like on Broadway, it was definitely talking about like the time at hand. So it was like extreme extremely topical so yeah well and it's it is why we have rent it is why we have any of limo and miranda stuff because i don't know if you've seen have you seen tastic boom yet no have you watched okay well that's wild that you haven't seen it yet i know um but he talks about how hair was like like for his generation and all that and it's inspired jonathan he's one of the people that it's one of the musicals that inspired Jonathan Larson so deeply. It was this and, like, Godspell. Um, Godspell! So, which I auditioned with Godspell for this show. Okay. It's very much very much in the same realm. Hippy-dippy. There's a, um, also, let's take a quick moment to encourage everybody to follow me on TikTok. I'm hilarious. Um, but I do want to do a TikTok series. Me and my friend used to play a game in college called no but i do have and we would always we'd walk up to each other and be like hey do you have um santa fe from newsies for this audition and it's like no but i do have santa fe from red um so it was like dumb like choices like that of like what you could sing instead of the song they were asking you to sing my question is what's with santa fe why why is that the place that everyone wants to go Sing Heart of Stone. Sing My Petersburg. Sing... Ah, uh, don't sing that one. 
you can skip sing, that one. Okay, sing Goodbye something else, though. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, it's for, yeah. Make make I'm the not, bold, delusional choice Nathan Brown would sing and sing So Big, So Small for your audition. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you done that? No. Please tell me that no. shit. Uh, it's like, Nathan... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, please. It's just me <laughs> weeping through the music going, truck. <laughs> that oh my God, I wish. That but like the most, inappropriate, but the most inappropriate musical you could do it for. So it's for like, I don't know, you're a good man, Charlie Brown. Yeah. And you're singing. So <laughs> a real live truck in the driveway. <laughs> in the driveway. This is not the kite song. Oh my gosh. Okay. So... <laughs> so we will now start this stumble through of the one of the wildest shows also can i just say i would 100 percent be on stage with the cast like you you i know you would have like left the theater by the time it opened the, the show started i would have been on stage ready to go like i love that type of stuff but i also hate it at the same time it depends time and place okay to be fair if I paid for a ticket, I'm going to sit and watch this show. There has been one... Sh- I have seen some pretty rough theater. There has been one production I've ever begged my friends to let us leave. And we still stayed for the entire thing. Thing, So, I would watch Hair. And hopefully seeing it live would be a different experience. It is one of those shows you have to to see. To, like understand it and to like it but yeah anyway not the point okay so we are in i don't know let's call it i don't know like a meadow like a like we're in like a little like we're in central park okay so we're in central park Park. oh love it okay cool we are literally in central park (laughs) listen i'm uh, relying heavily on cullen for this i can I can just take over if you need me to at that point. Oh, uh, yes. Can we, Can you actually tell us the plot of this show and I will just talk randomly about things that I noticed? Sure. We can try it that way. Absolutely. This is what, yes. Okay. This, is, this has worked before. Go for it. So, so again, I'm going off the revival version slash the 2019, 2019 <laughs> Nebraska Repertory Theater production. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shameless plug. Um, anyway, so... It's it's kind of in Central Park. It's New York, for sure. Yeah. Um, and basically, how it opens is we have um, a tribe member. It depends on the production. Her mm-hmm. name is, like, Dion, I think, in the script. But it's just kind of usually a different person. Um, singing probably the most famous song from the show, Aquarius. Um, which everyone, I think... it's If anybody's seen the uh, Johnny Depp version of Willy Wonka, he... Refer- references a different song. Never mind. Okay. From here. But, but, <laughs> You're thinking uh, uh, <laughs> Hello Sunshine or Starshine. Good morning, Starshine. Yes. Sunshine. Sunshine. Yes. Um, anyway, and so it's kind of the introduction to the tribe. You get to um, see everybody for the first time. It's very much like peace, love, flowers, happiness. Absolutely. Um, it's the dawning. Of, it's the dawning. This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. So it's kind of like a new beginning, basically. Yeah, um, and it's, it's important to note. Yeah, yes, this is exactly where it comes into play. Um, and this is also based Vietnam era, 
for those who missed that earlier. If we, I don't, did we, we said it. We said it. We uh, mentioned the war, but we didn't specify which one. It is. It is Vietnam. That is heavily, heavily, heavily uh, important to the show. Mm-hmm. So, song happens, and then we start to introduce like the significant members of the tribe. So the first one is Burger. Okay, you said this to me when I was, like, about to hit my play on my bootleg, and Cullen sent me a message today, and it was like, the first act is just introductions. And when you told me that, I was like, okay, that's literally what, like, the first quarter of this show is, is just introducing each other. (laughs) Yeah, like, I wasn't, I'm not kidding. (laughs) Right, no, Um, it's just like, it was wild that, like, it, like, it, that it wasn't a joke. I was like, okay, whatever, but, like, Quite literally, introductions. Yes. Um, let me. I need to pull up like the song list, um, mm-hmm. just so I can like reference this. But it st- starts off with the one and only um, Burger, who is played by someone that I can't remember the name of, but it's Will Swenson in the revival. Yes. Um, and he's and the he one who about... he like. Did y'all cut Claude's hair in your production as well? Yeah, we okay. did. We did, like we like did hair. Okay, well, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously we did hair, but, like, we, we, like, did it to the, like, to the way it's supposed to, supposed to be done. Incredible. In quotations. Um, so, well, basically, he's, like, the leader of the tribe. He drops out of school. Um, him and Claude kind of, like, run the tribe, but it's really Burger. And he talks about, I don't know, some, like, 16-year-old version I think he was a 16-year-old virgin. Yeah, song. he's it's, and he's, he's, like, looking for his Donna. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that's... I mean, these are the first two songs of the show. You're going hot and heavy right into it. And the, oh! The song called... One thing... Go I'm ahead. so sorry. One thing I forgot to mention is, like, there are, like, 30 songs in this show. Like, it's crazy. And for the time that it came out, like, musicals really only have, like, 10 songs in them. Yeah, and these are, like, they're, like, very much, it's it's very Hamilton-esque. Um, yeah. Where it's, like, one-minute songs, and then next, like, it's, you just yeah. flip through it. Like, it doesn't, so I'm going to go through these kind of fast, because they don't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Hashish, where they're talking about drugs and sex. Literally. And it's, it's, it's boring. When I was in the show, we were, like, in, we were, doing like, in the audience doing these dances, and it was just, like, it was uncomfortable for everybody. Like, it was not fun. Um, How old were you when you did this show? I was 21. Okay. So it was actually the spring before um, we worked together. So oh. I had, like, just done it. Yes. And speaking of, this is, like, mine and color, Cullen's, like, friendiversary of, like, meeting each other for the first time. This was also not planned. So. No. Very funny. And I realized, I looked back on my Snapchat history, and I started rehearsals for hair two, three, two year, three years ago. Two years, I don't know, whatever it was, tomorrow. Um, Hilarious. So it's kind of all, yeah, there you go. What do you know? Um, so basically we introduce ourselves to Claude, who is the main character, Burger, Hud, Woof. Sheila. Everybody. Yeah. Sheila. Like, the whole tribe basically gets introduced, and it's kind of like, here's my story. Claude has this weird British part that never makes any sense. It's never explained. I'm going to be honest. I never understood it when I was in it. I don't mm-hmm. understand it now. So, that's that. Um, mm-hmm. And then it goes into this 
it's about, so every production does this differently. There's a song called Dead End, um, which is sung by the African-American, or I think it's even just the people of color in the cast, but I think it's primarily done by people, like African-Americans, but it's them talking about, you know, their struggles and all of that. Um, yes. Um, also, it's cut, for, it's cut from a lot of productions. Stop. Okay. That's illegal. It's not illegal, but like do shows as yeah. they're written. Um, but well, they wrote it out. They like wrote it out of the show for a while. Listen, I was trying, I was trying to find like, because like as the disclaimer before we started the stumble through of like, this was like based on the original plot. They were talking about how many songs they were taking out and like putting back in or like rewriting between like their off Broadway to Broadway, like from previews to premiere. They took like it was like ten songs in total. And I was like, that's a lot. Yeah. I feel like every production I've seen of this has been different, like in every way. Yeah. Like in the original one, Claude becomes an there's like an alien part of it that's not in the script anyway. I, I yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so so the listeners at home are like, what is going on? They cannot follow this, and neither can we. Um, <laughs> neither can the people who rehearsed it for months. <laughs> correct. Um, listen, I had a great time, but... Um, and that's all that matters. Okay, so anyway, Claude is our main character of the show. Yeah. Like, Claude, Berger, and Sheila, but it's really, it's based off of Claude. Yeah. So that's important to know. Um, and Sheila is this, like, white savior... Um, but she mm. is a college student who is like worth with the tribe and is like helping them and um, is on their side of it. And most people in that time period, like you were either in school or you were like a hippie, like it was one or the other. Yeah. Um, and she's so, the avatar. She's the avatar. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, it goes into this whole protest scene, um, and. You know, everyone's got picket picket signs. And yes, and this is I Believe got... in Love. I Believe in Love is such a good song. It le- it leads into it. Yeah. It kind of, to be honest, it's, it's all protesting. <laughs> um, yeah. It's kind of all protesting. So the first the first half is really hard to follow. That's all I can say about this. Um, but I Believe in Love is where we meet Sheila, and that's where Nathan wants to come in, do his track, and leave. Literally. That's <laughs> it's a great song. I'm walking um, off stage already taking my costume off to go home. <laughs> that's correct. Um, I have done that in too many shows, but that's not the point. Um, <laughs> different story. Um, but there's Ain't Got No Grass, which is like this crazy... They like, I don't have this, 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 and this. Um, and it basically is them being like... I don't have these luxuries in life, but I'm happy with what I've got in my life. Yeah. And, like, we're not, you know, we don't need these extra things. Like, stick it to the man type of um, mentality. And then, this is a little fun fact. This is not really that important of a song, I don't think. Um, There's a song called Air. Not hair. Air. Girl. Which... Okay, so, leading into that, and Ain't Got No Grass, the very last three chords... I heard this, I don't know if this is true, um, are what the actual siren sounded like for bombings. Like, when they would talk. Oh! The, the, the structured chord yeah. is the same um, tone, tones as Aerie's Okay. Sirens. 
I don't know if that's true, um, but I like to think it is. And it, if you listen to it, it definitely has that quality to it. Like, you can hear yeah. what I mean. Um, so there's some fun little tidbits like that in here. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. I just, yeah. Um, okay, now, so now we... No, wait. The, the woman who sings Air, that's Jeannie, and she likes Claude. Yeah, yeah, okay. This is all, everybody liking each other was so hard to follow. Yeah, so everyone's boning, for being honest. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm I'm gonna be honest, there used to be... No, you're right. It was the summer of love. (laughs) Yeah, in the original script, there was was an orgy. Pippin is shaking. Pippin is, like, (laughs) in its boots in a ditch, shaking. Um... No, I think it's I think it's called like the bed or something. Oh uh, yeah, we're in the bed. That's not in this version that I care about. We just don't talk about it. <laughs> she, she... Don't we say don't that. We don't talk about the bed. <laughs> don't, don't say that. <laughs> um. So zoom in to Claude and his parents. Claude is part of the tribe. Parents are like nineteen. 19- 40s, I think is what they call it, 1949s or something. Mm-hmm. And then Claude's 1969. So it's a generational gap. His parents are obviously not uh, pro-tribe life. Um, sure. Like, get a job, cut your hair, take a bath. You know. Yeah. Don't be a hippie. And American like, dream. Mm. Yeah, and he's like, mm, I'm going to do what I want. Because this is the modern age, Hanny. <laughs> and... <laughs> That's he said that it's in the script. Look it up. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but there's this whole thing about how like you know be be a real man. Don't like you look gross and like not how a, a boy should look type of stuff. Because um, he has long hair, which is just you know unfortunate. Because who cares now? No, literally no one cares anymore. Thank God. Thank God. Um, but he has this whole song called I Got Life, which is also a huge one from the show. Um, also really enjoyed listening to this one. There are some songs in here that I, like, super enjoyed listening to. And those are the songs that were on the radio. <laughs> so there you go. Um, yes. But it's basically him being like, I don't need your idea of what life should be like i have my life i have my body i have my you know he he literally lists lists like every name in his body every body part oh yes he's got his hair he's got his ass which i love the little pause after that because i was like yay men but like (laughs) i said i said (laughs) very very off aside the other day i was talking to a co-worker i was like it's very unfortunate that i'm gay because men are useless yet so attractive useless (laughs) useless <laughs> useless but um, useless <laughs> it's this whole, it's this whole mentality of like like i have i don't need i don't need your life like i'm embracing like the modern times not yeah and it's tradition it's also tradition. very much one of those like it's 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 mm, i'm going to make i'm going to about to say something uh, that's a hot take but i promise i'm going to try to make a good point out of it it is almost adjacent to I'm here from the color purple and the sense that it's like 
I have everything I need, like, here. Like... Sure. Sure. Like, and, like, community-wise, like, I have friends who support me, and that's what I need, not some, like, unrealistic expectation that you're forcing upon me. Yeah. 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 I was gonna say corner okay. of the... I was gonna say corner of the sky, but I don't feel like that's as equal of a comparison. Yeah. But it's very much like, you know, I got... I got... Excuse me, I got my life. You know, I'm I'm happy as a clam. Yeah. And his his parents are like, what the fuck? Like, that's... <laughs> they're like, are you kidding? They're like, but there are taxes. <laughs> and he's like, no. No, there's not. Um, and, okay, before we get into this, I will say there's one thing about this show that I, I love it, and I think, I think it's why it's stood the test of time, is that it is, unfortunately always relevant the the topics um especially when Fucking we are filming today right what's well, like when we are filming this right now like it's it's crazy and i think yeah. that's part of why i enjoy it so much because that it's so i mean it, it just like it hits it on the head every time um yeah which is unfortunate that that's like the scenario that we are in but that's also you know yeah anyway I just feel like I need to put that in there because we're going to get into the heavier stuff soon. Yes. <clears throat> anyway, so Claude's got life. And there's this whole protest at LBJ or how kids are dying or something. Yes. I was on, I was off stage getting into my costume at this point, so I don't really know what happened here. Incredible. Um, I left I left very early on and did not come back until the end of the first act basically oh okay not the point um (laughs) then there's this whole song called going down which is burger basically being like i'm dropping out of school i'm dropping out of life like i'm just gonna be a hippie for the rest of my life and like no one can tell me otherwise yes and then in the like the stage version of it there the teachers are like supposed to be be um caricatures of hitler or just like nazis in general um mm-hmm. which i don't like it but i understand why it's in there there's a lot of stuff that i like um what's that song it's like one of the very first songs Three no oh, uh, is it c- color colored spade i listened to that and i like i like threw my phone and i was like oh my gosh <laughs> okay so here's one of my things about that this is introducing the character hud he's he is played by a black male. Yeah. Should not be played by any other race. Oh, no. Ever. And if you're doing that, I encourage you to drop the show. Yes. Anyway. Um, the guy who did it is now on the Hades Town tour. Shout out to Jamari. Um, yeah, he understudies Hades in the first national tour. Oh, oh so I've, I've seen him. I just didn't know I knew, quote unquote, knew him. He understudied. He isn't, he is not Hades, but he understudies. Right, right, right. But I've seen him, like, on TikToks and stuff. Yeah, so that's my friend Jamari. Um, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so he played HUD in my production. Incredible. Um, Yeah, actually, weirdly, a lot of people that have been successful were in this production. Like, my friend that's in it, that was in it, is now on the Hairspray Tour. Um, My friend's is, like, very big equity at uh, the, the Mouse's house. At hoop-de-doo. Please. Um, anyway, but it's 
that was one of that was actually one of my favorite songs in the show is because he would just get up in people's faces like so people would sit in the front row and he would get in their face and just like stare at them and say all these terms that we as white people should never ever say correct um like basically reclaiming he's reclaiming all these words and at one point he took this old man's shoe and threw it into the back of the house like it was just like absurd absurd um which is the point and so all the moments when you see the show and people are sitting on the like sitting on grass Mm -hmm. or on the stage it's it's so much fun um but we're getting to the point where it's like there is definitely some political cartoons in the show. Like that's yeah. the best way to describe it. The whole the whole show is kind of a political cartoon. Yes. If you think about it. Like that's the best way to describe it, I would say. Um so there's this whole song going down. He talks about how he's with the dev with the devil, but like not actually. But it's like society thinks he is the devil. Because um, he's dropping because... out of school and, and doing what he and wants. And he's a hippie. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Which like if that's if that listen, if that is what you're like will and passion is in life to drop out do it i don't care like you be you be who you want to be and also if that's society standard of being the devil then like girl we got a long way to go uh, yeah (laughs) a long way to go like cue jennifer hudson and ariana grande we've got so far to go like we it's yeah so now if you look at this point it's like pretty normal I don't know. It's, there's so many people I know who just, like, do not... That's not the point of this right now. Um, sure. <laughs> so then, that's that scene, though. And basically, there's this... What happens to that is... It's still been introduction to introduction at this point. Essentially. Yeah. Um, and now this is the first time we really see the, the tribe talking. Um, and Berger and Claude are talking about their draft cards. And everyone is going to get together and burn their draft cards. Yes. And Claude is like... Claude is like mm, like maybe maybe I shouldn't burn my draft card. Like he starts having second <laughs> Claude thoughts. Claude is literally like maybe I'm the main character, <laughs> and that comes in a couple. That literally comes in a couple songs. But this is like where the, the conversation starts to happen. And yeah, like, we're all gonna meet to get, We're all gonna meet in Central Park on this night, and we're gonna burn our draft cards and have a bee in. Um, and then my character, the love of my life, Margaret Mead, who is Absolutely. this old little bitty. Um, Not bitty. She <laughs> she comes in, and she. So how I played it, she's a real person, by the way. She really yeah. did exist. Yes, yes, she is. Margaret Mead is a real philanthropist in New York. I don't know if the... I think the character's just based off of her. Like, they just call her that. I don't know if it's supposed to actually be her. Yeah. But how I did it, I was the most Midwestern Lutheran church bait lady you've ever met in your entire life. Like, that's how I talked the entire time. Screaming. And it... Sc- screlting, really. Um, okay. And, <laughs> um, she basically is there to serve as a comedic relief, but also to show how the older generation can embrace the newer generations and be like, I don't care. Listen, if this is who you are and this is your truth, so be it. Just don't hurt anybody. Like, that's... Literally. That is literally... She goes, she's like, be whoever you want to be, do whatever you want to do, as long as you don't hurt anybody, right? And the whole tribe is like, yeah. And I remember when I was doing the show, my director was like, okay, this is this is the most important line in the show. Like, this is the message that you should, people should leave the theater, like, in their hearts. Um, which is, I mean, it's true. It's, I mean, that's, I think it's the best advice you can be. Just, like, don't, 
be an asshole and be a good person, but like, yeah, that doesn't matter what you do. She sings this whole song called My Conviction where she compares hippies to birds and how long hair is okay, a-okay by her. Yeah. Basically. Well, and there's and, also, I really like the metaphor that she makes at the end of the song where she's like, like, she's kind of saying like society doesn't like long hair on men, but they like, nature observes like birds and other animals like with big, beautiful like feathers or like quote unquote, like it's an analogy for hair. And she's like, it's weird that we don't. Because like, yeah. in, it happens in nature. So like, why don't we embrace that too? She's... She's great. Like, I mean, I'm biased because I played her, but, like, I genuinely think she is one of those characters that you can look at and be like, she's just a good person. Yeah. And um, she genuinely cared about, like, the future generations growing up and just, I think that was, I thought that was so cool. Um, But then that leads us into our our main, well, okay, so then she has this whole bit with the, the tribe where she basically is, like, um... Like, are you guys hippies? Like, is that what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you're, yeah, like, but you're cool. And she's like, Hubert, I'm cool. That's her husband. <laughs> um, um, and she was like, she's asked them why. She's like, so what, like, what is your reasoning here? Oh, sorry. No, the, the song hair comes first. Like, the titular song comes first. Oh, yeah. She asked the boys why they have long hair. Yeah. She's like, so why do you have long hair? And they're like. Because this is our truth, blah, 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 blah. Hair, 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 hair. Give you know, me long, beautiful hair. Give me that. Give me a head with hair, long, beautiful hair. Um, it's, everyone knows this song, I feel like. Yeah. Like, even if you don't know the show, you, like, have heard this. I was an idiot some... and didn't know that this song was from hair. Like, But it is. Right. <laughs> and yet but, it is. <laughs> and yet you are wrong. No, um, nevertheless, but, it is. <laughs> it is. Um, but, like, it's the song, and it's so it's so fun. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to sing it because I was, you know, on stage. Yeah. Or as Margaret. But it's um, this is when you're in the audience, and the tribe is partying, and the audience is partying, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, there's a... There's a line that's like, there'll be Gaga at the go-go. And we absolutely have, you said Lady Gaga at the go-go more than once on accident. No. But who, Lady Gaga at the go-go. Um, so, <laughs> it's, I just, yeah. Um, thanks for humoring me on this. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, so that's the main song. Then there's My Conviction, which is the song we talked about previously where she's like, you know, we observe these animals in, in nature, and it's natural, and yet here we are reprimanding it in our in also nature, but we think it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is just, she's a blast. She calls them Pop-Tarts, and her final lyric, or line before she leaves the stage, she goes, ah, fuck you kids, because she's trying to be cool. And they're like, yeah, she's like the grandma you want to have. Like, I don't know how else to describe her. Oh, she's the grandma I'm flat. going to be. <laughs> Correct. But as she as she's leaving, um, she flashes the audience to reveal that she is a male. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very shocking for everybody. It was s- scary for me. Um, no, I love it, though. It was a lot of fun. I'll send you I'll send you like the photo of me like 
Please. It's a great time. It's great. Um, so then we have the song called Easy To Be Hard, which is also Sheila, our main girl. Sheila. And she like admits to Claude that she's in love with her or in love with him. And he's like, I don't love you. Sorry. Wait, Claude and, or like, Burger? Burger. Sorry. I'm thinking of the pregnant one. Genie. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Jeannie. Um, this is Sheila. And Burger's like, I don't love you. And she's like, but I love you. And he's she's in you know, back and forth. They fight. He leaves. She sings a song. It's beautiful. It's easy to be hard. Um, it's easy it's like basically saying like it's easy to be in hard it's easy to be in love with somebody that makes your life difficult. Oof. But you know, it's very the more you love someone from Avenue Q. Tie yes. it in. But it's that it's that whole thing. It's a callback. Um, but it's like <laughs> it's a power ballad. It's very sad. It's beautiful. It is a very good it's, like Cassie did it's it. It's a great song. She always does. She always does. Um, always does. <laughs> always does. <laughs> Close um, personal friend to the podcast, Cassie Levy. Always yes. does. It. Shut up. <laughs> always does it. Yeah. Um, which you should really try to get in touch with some of those big people and uh, <laughs> get them on the show. Why haven't you tried that yet? Uh, I have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Patty Lapone is going to be on next week. Surprise. Right. <laughs> We're talking about um, Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. Then there's a song about some guy named Frank Mills where this girl Chrissy loves this guy and then he like ghosts her. Modern. It's mm. it's kind of it's a it's a big song from the show, but like yeah, who cares? I don't. Again, the plot <laughs> hasn't made really any sense up until like where we're about to be. Yeah. Um, the only so through line so far is kind of Claude with his, um, like, draft Perfect. part. That's kind of, like, the only thing that's existed that has made it past another scene. Well, and this is about to be the part that, like, that really comes into play. I mean, that is, like, the plot is the draft card. Yeah. Basically. Um, so now they're having the, the, the B-in, which is a, a real thing that hippies would do in the 60s, was they would all congregate in a public spot and... Is a celebration of life. They would yip up, yip up the sun, so they take the sun's energy, um, and it was to yeah, like I said, celebrate life and um, everything that's with it. But typically in these beans, they would do they would burn their draft cards, and so in this song, they one by one go up there and they rip it and throw it into the the dumpster fire. Like that's literally what it was. Um, My life and yeah. They just give it to Nathan, and he takes them and stores them away. Colin is the most supportive <laughs> friend I have, y'all. <laughs> I got you. Um, but, yeah, so they're, they're burning their draft cards, and it's this whole celebration. And then um, it's Claude's turn to do it. And we all of a sudden get a freeze frame. And it's Claude having this internal battle with himself, being like, is this the right thing to do, or should I support my country? And, you know, like, fight for the right thing. In a different way. And so this whole song, this is like, this is, I would say, the most infamous moment in the show because this is when the nudity happens. Yeah. Um, this is like, when you think hair, you think of the nudity. Like, that's usually people's first thought. Um, so Claude is having this whole battle being like, where should I go? Should I, should I stay? 
with my tribe or should I go fight for my country? And in the background, while this is happening, the, the tribe is saying beads, peace, beads, flower, freedom, happiness. Yeah. Um, and so as this is happening towards the end, they, one by one, I mean, all together collectively start taking off their clothes. And it's like, everyone thinks about it as like a sexual thing. And it's not. It's like the least sexy thing about the show, honestly, is this moment. Yeah. Um, it's also the least, it's also the least offensive. So like, if this is what offends you, good luck yeah um but it's a unity thing so in those times they would they would do that and it's quite literally burying your soul to the audience um because there's i mean i don't i don't know about you guys but i don't know that is the most vulnerable you can be is when you are standing naked in front of somebody is the most physically vulnerable you could ever be yes um so it's a big deal and it's very scary to do but i did it and I'm glad I did it. Wild. Yeah, we did it. Like, my, my college production did it. Um, we had a... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was say it's like a, a very intimate space. And it's it's very scary, but it's very um, community bonding. I think after the first time we did it, we were like, okay, like, whatever, we'll do it again. Like, we were ready. Yeah. Um, we had a college yeah. near, like, near us um, who did it. And instead of just saying, like, you're all in the same, do it every night they let like the the people like choose if they were going to go and do it um so like everybody who came out and did it was they were still naked but it was like sometimes like you know tribe member four decided not to do it that night or like wasn't feeling it and so they didn't go out or whatever oh okay yeah that makes sense we i think we had two people who didn't and one of them was because she has the pregnancy belly on so it was like logistically like it wouldn't have sure sense for her to like because it would have ruined that whole and i think this other girl on my cast this is one of my favorite stories um but her parents were like if you stop if you do this like we're gonna take away your funding like we won't help you pay for college anymore blah, blah 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 so she talked to the director but this was part of her callback it was like if you are not comfortable doing it leave now like yeah you will just you just won't be considered like so we knew going in this this was gonna happen yeah and um this girl i don't want to give away her name oh yeah don't she, yeah don't do that obviously but um she i think she just took up her top except for the one night her parents were there she kept obviously all her clothes on and then once they left she just started doing it because she was like they're not gonna see the show anymore and like yes absolutely away. and so she started doing it and um it was very scary as a cast member to do it but then you you because it was one of those moments that you're like am i the only one doing this like yeah it was terrifying but then you realize like everyone's doing it and it's a unity thing it was very cool i'm really glad i got to do it and i'm like not afraid to do anything anymore on stage i feel like well you've been naked so like and i and i we talked about it a lot it was like if you do it tastefully i think personally i think this is how it should be done in the show uh, I think it needs to be in there because it, it's a bonding moment and it's a, it's also proving things of history. Like this genuinely happened. Yeah. Um, but I don't, we did it where it's like, it was a spotlight on Claude only. And then like dim, like, like almost pitch black. Oh, else. okay. So it was like silhouettes. So, you, so like, it wasn't, it wasn't the like, main focus, but you could still, you knew what was happening. Yeah. But think, I mean, I can't imagine being like kind of in the spotlight and then, you know, 
I was in the back, so it didn't matter. Backstage left, um, like, right by the exit. <laughs> no, I was right by the exit, but, like, we were right by the audience. Yeah. Like, because we did enough thrust, so, like, I could, like, make eye contact with people. And it was always fun to stare down the frat boys as you, like, you know, took off your clothes, because they would get so uncomfortable. Um, Just, listen, then, if you are a frat boy in college, and you're at a theater show with your other frat boy friend, just kiss. That's just kiss. They were, but they were there for like a class because we had a class that made all. Oh like the yeah, like prove you yeah. went for the grade. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so anyway, that's how the first act ends. Is Claude does not burn his draft card. Everyone's naked. Correct. Um, and blackout. And then there's like this weird thing with like the cops, but we cut it. And like I think it's cut from most productions where like the cops come to arrest everybody. I don't know. Lame. Um, I, yeah. Um, but in our production, the only way to get out was to walk through the audience. So imagine it's pitch black and you don't have your clothes on and you're, there's like little exits in the thrust and you just have to walk through and you're like grazing by people's feet. You'd be like, oops, sorry, excuse me. Sorry. It was terrifying. Um, that is my favorite. (laughs) It was very funny because i'm thinking like if i had done this in college who's the group of people that i you know did theater with in college like how like that's funny to me to think like oh uh, my group of friends like bumping into people and be like what my bad like (laughs) like we we thought it was funny but like from an audience perspective it has to be so uncomfortable knowing that like you're just getting graced like you just feel the wind yeah um so that's the first act of hair basically introductions Draft card. Yes. To sum it up. Period. Because it was easy to get lost in the plot. Or lack thereof. Well. But. Yes. So then, we're at intermission. Nathan, what are you thinking up to this point? Listen, I really like the idea of... The the music is good. Some of the music I can't stand behind because there's a lot of like, it's not statting, but it's like a lot of like nonsense words that people sing sometimes. And I'm just like, just cut that line and get to what you were trying to say. Um, yeah. But I do love this whole, like you said, like the real meat of the plot doesn't happen until like, you know, five minutes before intermission or 10 minutes before intermission. And um, it doesn't happen until the last five minutes of the second act. Well, um, but I do like this big, I mean, it's the whole point of the show is like, am I going to go to war or am I going to live this like free life of doing whatever I want? And it's like, it's, it's, it, I'm liking it more and more. I do love hearing somebody who like actively liked it instead of me just, like, consuming a community theater production of it, which, no shitting on community theater, because that is the majority of theater that I've done. Um, but community theaters should not be doing hair, I'm going to be honest. Well, well if they're doing Not hair, the one I saw. Um, <laughs> so. Do it. If you're going to, I just think if you're going to do the show, you got to do it. Like, you got to either, you got to full out commit. Yeah. No so. half-assing. Not full ass out. Yes literally (laughs) um but yeah it's it was i think for me i mean it was it's all depends on your cast when you're in it too but like my cast was so close that it was we genuinely like were our own tribe it was very fun 
I I wish I had done something. Like you made the comment, like after you were naked on stage, like there wasn't a lot of stuff that you were afraid to do on stage anymore. Like mm-hmm. I wish I have a lot of inhibitions when it comes to acting and like oh should I go for this because I like a, a lot of trauma like a, like mental trauma of like oh I don't want to fully put myself out there and be judged and be told it's wrong or whatever I wish I had done something like this like bearing so that I could be like that was the most vulnerable I could have ever been and I made yeah. it past it well honestly for me when I did Spring Awakening when I was 15 or 16 I played a haunchet and I had to kiss a boy it was my first time kissing a boy Mm-hmm. like on ever i mean it's, i've only done it on stage and that's yeah but for me that was way scarier than being naked yeah which is but also different ages because at 15 people are bullying Oof. you and at 21 you're at a very different stage of life but it was it was a very cool unity moment and i think it's one of those things that like it sounds weird, but I'll cherish it forever because of how special it was to my cast and, like, how we bonded together from it. Yeah. So, I think if you're seeing that show and you're getting, like, weird vibes from that, don't. Because, like, it's a special thing. It should be, at least. And if you're in the show when you, like, are going to do it, I think, like, commit and just, like, let it happen and, like, feel what you're feeling for the day. So why not to act, too? Act two, baby. Um, there's a song called The Electric Blues. Everyone's basically... <laughs> the Electric blues Like, it, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> um, I don't know. It kind of isn't really important. There's, like, a the New York City blackout happens. Yes. Um, then there's these two songs called Black Boys and White Boys. Now, wait and a minute. White... <laughs> okay. Black Boys is wild. It's about white women... It, it's it, it's about it's women both, objectifying the other race, and, and it's black, it's so much fun. However, <laughs> white boys is a bop. It's so much. When fun. I tell you, I cannot stop listening to white boys because there is there is a Seth Rudetsky obsessed with Shayna Steele, who was one of the original Dynamites in Hairspray, and she was in Rent. Uh, she sings White Boys. Apparently she sang it for like some benefit concert and she was the soloist for White Boys. And he's like, you have to hear what Shayna does. Also, go watch this that I'm talking about specifically. But she takes it up like a third at one point and he's like, how? How do you do it? It's so good. That that benefit concert is crazy. It has every Broadway star you could ever think of and RuPaul. Yeah, RuPaul. Yes, RuPaul was there. RuPaul played (laughs) Margaret Mead. (laughs) And I Who think else it was, was she so gonna bad. play? <laughs> I think it got. I think it was so bad that they replaced him on the um, audio, like on the soundtrack. They replaced him with somebody else because his rendition of it was horrible. Well, not the point. Um. Anyway, no, but White Boys is <laughs> such a good song. It's a great song, especially in the revival. Sasha Allen, Sasha Allen. I don't know how you say it. Is is amazing. Mm-hmm. She's incredible on it. Um, anyway, like Nathan said, it's objectifying the other, other gender and color and race. Um, yeah. So then we get to the 
the acid trip. Like, this is where it's about to start. Walking in space. Um, so how the scene goes is they are all sitting in a basement. And one by one, they each take their tab of acid and they start tripping. How we did it. You know those magic thumbs that light up? Uh-huh. So we, we had a box that we each took it from. We each had a magic thumb. And we'd grab it from there and would put it in our, we'd like squeeze it and put it in our mouth. Like the okay. acid. It was it was really cool. Um, I like it. It was like a light show. Yeah, it was very fun. Uh, but this is where things start to get wild. Um, and this is also the scene in the show where when I would go into the audience, I would start putting people in the audience's hair in my mouth because we would start tripping. And we start doing things like that where you like would start like licking people or like kissing like people in the audience. So keep I would put my hands <laughs> on you. I would put my hands on you. <laughs> people were so confused, I think, that like This is the problem to... with with society and especially when like theater shit like this happens. They're like, "Oh, I have to be polite. This is part of it." No, haul off and hit somebody. <laughs> yeah, I was not to clarify, like, I was not given, like, directing permission to do that. And I probably shouldn't have in hindsight. Like, it's really gross thinking about it now. <laughs> like, well, he was, like, just, like, he was, uh, my director was, like, just mess with the audience. And then, like, No, but that is that something just... that somebody who was high would, like, who was, like, blitzed would do. Well, and, like, I would, what I would do is I would stop singing and I would just stare at one audience member until they noticed me. And they would get so uncomfortable. It... It's a lot of fun. Like, it's a lot of fun for me as an actor in that moment to do that. Um, I don't know how they do it in the Broadway version, but if you see it in, like, a small black box, just know you will be touched. I I'm wearing a spiky studded leather jacket the night I go see hair. <laughs> one of the teachers in my school didn't realize that it was going to be an interactive show. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, buckle up, because you're in for a long, a really Welcome long to hair. run. I, and I think she had broken her arm or something. And so, like, another audience, another cast member, like, accidentally, like, hurt her more. Um, different. Totally different moment. These are but... these are bold acting choices is all I'm hearing. And I support bold That's... acting choices. If you don't want to be touched, don't sit in the middle of the audience. But that didn't stop me because I would literally crawl through the rows. Cool. Um, anyway, so the acid trip starts. They're walking in space. And there's a line that I think is beautiful is that our eyes are open wide and it's like them seeing everything like in a new way and it's just it's pretty i don't know the songs the song is kind of is trippy but like it's so beautiful at the same time Mm -hmm. and then there's this whole part about slavery which is confusing and it's them like it's the progression of slavery and it's really sad Mm -hmm. it's like upbeat music so it's like juxtaposition juxtaposition juxtaposing itself that's what i'm going for oh is this the Um, ab baby stuff yeah all of that it's and it's abraham lincoln is played by a black person in this in this thing and it's a show like oppression i don't know i don't know how to describe it (laughs) fully um you said this you said this during our intermission break that we have now cut out of this episode um but cullen made the good point of uh this is literally a show you have to see for it to make sense to you. Yeah, in hindsight, when I pitched this idea to Nathan, this was a terrible idea, a terrible show for an episode. 
It's okay. Hey, but it's so a well-known I, show that people know, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's important, but I, uh, yeah, shouldn't have pitched it. Anyway, um, there's this whole song about we continue. giving up, giving, <laughs> there's this whole song about giving up desires and, like, it's their, Claude is, it's, this is all based around Claude, my yeah. dad. So, like. The tribe is basically acting out these scenes around him. Like, at one point, I think I was part of, like, the Washington crossing the Delaware. Like, that happens in there. Clark Gable and what's her name from Gone with the Wind? Uh, Scarlett O'Hara. She's in it. Aretha like, Franklin's they, there. Aretha Franklin's in it. It Like, every kind of big star from that moment, like, that yeah. era is, like, weirdly in this montage. Then we get to the song called 3500. And I don't want to, I, I I will not say the full lyrics to it, obviously, because it's, there is a slur that I'm not, I just, I'm not going to do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, um, that it's basically, it's, it's based off a poem. Um, but what, what is happening in this moment in this song is we're seeing like the battleground of Vietnam and yeah. everyone is getting murdered and it's devastating. Um, and like, we were like, we were literally like crawling on the floor, but then it gets into this really upbeat, um, portion of a song where the tribe goes into the audience and they take their tambourine and they just start clapping and they're singing, prisoners and mm-hmm. town um and my favorite thing about this was when people were sleeping in the audience they wouldn't expect us to come into the audience again so i would go up and i'd take a tambourine and start slapping it in their ear to wake them up if you're going to the show you're getting harassed i don't leave know the you. intro to theater students alone <laughs> if you're well we were told to do this though okay and they're also we also when people would leave we would stop the show and start clapping as they walked out the door. Like, you just are there to... You're not there to harass them, but you're there. You're part of it. If you're seeing the show, you're part of the tribe. So you're yeah. involved the whole time. So, just know that going into it. Um, but basically, 3500 is the Vietnam battleground. Yeah. Um, and then there's this beautiful song that is a sonnet, I believe, called What a, Pe- what a Piece of Work is Man. Mm-hmm. And it's just gorgeous. I don't. I don't know if you've listened to it. You have listened to it. You listen to the soundtrack. Yeah, it it's beautiful. It is. It's very com- gorgeous, especially right after what we just listened to. Yeah, and so how we did it is they were Claude and the two tribe members were walking through the Arlington Arlington Cemetery mm-hmm. in our version of it. So it was seeing all the Vietnam, um, you know veterans who passed away unfortunately in the war yeah and it's it's very haunting and it's sad but it's so pretty oh my god it's so good yeah um and it's basically like so this is now we're entering we're at the end of the trip so this whole weird war montage happened and we're at the end of the trip which is where the now the the tribe is sobering up we're all in the basement still mm-hmm. and there's a song, the most, also one of the most famous songs called Good Morning Starshine, which is in the 2005 Willy Wonka movie with Johnny Depp. 
Sheila. <laughs> Sheila as well. Um, it's so it's so good, and it's just a bonding moment again. It's all bonding in this show. Yeah. But they're basically sitting there, and they're they saw the world on a new perspective. They woke up fresh, and it's also their way of saying goodbye to Claude. Yeah. Because um, he's about he's about to go to war. So he's made the decision that he's going, and there was a big fight between him and Cla- and Berger and Sheila, I believe. But um, he's going, and so this is the tribe's like goodbye to him, and it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreak. It's really sad to be a part of. I mean, imagine like one of your best friends is going to war. Yeah. And like, you're not gonna. You know, you're not gonna see them again. Yeah. Like it's yeah. And so then that happens. There's a song called Aquarius Goodnights and Ain't Got No, and then or they're yipping up the sun, and it's um, basically them saying goodnight to Claude, goodbye. And then you see Claude, he's he's standing there in his full hippie attire still, long hair, and he's in war. And he gets shot and is killed. And then there's this line where he, at the end of the song... He goes, I'm right here, like it or not, they got me. And he, you see him in his full military uniform with a buzz cut. Mm-hmm. So you, the last time you had seen him was full hippie, and then you see him, like, part of the military. Like, and it's just this quick change, but it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, the, this is, like, so now we're at the end of the show. This is the end. Um, there's a song called The Flesh Failures, where he basically, it's him at war. Or he's like a ghost now, and he's walking amongst his friends, um, and they're singing a, a, bur- a phrase from Romeo and Juliet, where it's the "eyes look your last, arms take your last embrace." That whole one. Mm-hmm. Don't t- I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but yes, um, it's him walking through and like seeing all of his friends mourn his loss, and then in the background, you're not seeing this because this is theater magic, baby. He's, there's a big American flag laying on the ground, and Claude is laying is laying on it, and the tribe is surrounding him, singing out to the audience, and you don't see it. And then one by one, they start slowly walking into the audience to surround them, and you the last the last thing you see in this show is Claude's dead body on the American flag, and it's the most beautiful but like sobering moment that you'll see yeah. I feel like because you, it's you're watching I mean it's unfortunately a lot of people's reality um and the thing about this show that got me was I remember we did a we so my what was cool about my theater is we do we would do performances for like retirement homes and like um there, there's this like club they could be a part of where they come see our shows and meet with the actors yeah but okay. along with along with that was we had people who were Vietnam veterans that came to see the show and I remember there was this one guy I will never, ever forget this, who broke, like, broke down fully sobbing because he was thinking about all of his friends, like, in that moment. And it was one of those things that, like, I can't believe that I got to experience that, but I'm also, like, I can't imagine for him what that, like, revisiting that felt like. Yeah. So the show ends on a very sobering note. Like, it does not end in a happy ending. Yeah. And the rest of the tribe is there and Claude's dead. And that, I mean, that's it. And it's like, how do you move on from that? From like losing your best friend. Right. And that's hair. <laughs> so. 
I love the Sunshine Inn. It's a beautiful song, and everyone I feel like should also knows this one. This was also yeah. on the radio quite a bit. Um, this is the one I know so. the most from here, but like off the radio, this is what I know more. It's referenced quite a bit. Uh huh. In a lot of things, and like I said, Diana Ross did a, a mashup of uh, Aquarius and Let the Sunshine In. So the opening and the closing songs from the show, and it's just, it's it's yeah. It's, oh, it's they play that my Starbucks sometimes. But now that you know the context, aren't you going to be like, this song is so triggering? <laughs> Not for you, it won't be, but... Right. No. But um, I, this was awesome. This was nice. I I truly need to just go see this show now. I need to find a way to go you, see it. You need to see, like, a good production of it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many people are doing it, but it feels like one of those shows that, like, is always being done, but it's never being done. I mean, I feel like with everything going on, we'll, it'll start popping up. I think it needs another revival, in my opinion. And I also was doing this in a certain era of a presidency. Yeah. That was very, very concerning. And so it was, it was cool to be part of telling this story during that time. Yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. That's hair. That is hair. I love it. The rock music, an American rock musical. The first American rock musical. Yeah, so all of you rent heads out there and Hamilton fans, no respect your elders. <laughs> Basically, it's, I mean that's where it came from. This is where it came from. Oh my God, not respect your elders. <laughs> yeah, I'm 24. Yeah. I listen to what I say about that, but like, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's it. So oh my gosh. Hopefully, everyone can follow the plot because I barely could, and I was in the show. Right. Um, I'm really glad that you explained it and not me, because we would still be in the middle of, like, the third song. Me trying to you guess my skip, way through it. You just skip through half those ones. There's a lot of songs in there. If you if you want to listen to it, I encourage it. Yeah. Just know that it's not going to make sense. Yeah. Colin, did you have fun? Thank you, like, very, la- very last minute, last second, taking over, telling the, the plot of the show. Oh, thanks for... And, um, you know, enlightening me and letting me have my moment to talk because I feel like it was just all over the place. No, but you did you be- perfect. You, you stuck. You stuck with it. Yeah. You know, everybody else is listening to this still. Thanks. And they are. <laughs> they are because I'm begging you them to be. every week too. Um, like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> like, comment, and subscribe. Eh? Um, also follow us on TikTok. Um, Cullen, do you have, do you want to promote the theater you're working with right now? Yeah, so I have a couple things right now. Um, if you, if anybody's a history buff, for whatever reason, I highly recommend you watch I Was There on the History Channel. I gotta do an episode of it. Yes! Um, yeah, and it's all, so I'm from Minnesota originally. I grew up, born and raised there. Um, and so it's, it's primarily Minnesota actors, um, but it's on the History Channel. You can stream it. I think it's free on history.com and you probably can find okay. it on Hulu and stuff um I'm in the Jonestown Flood episode if you watch it and there's a there's a scene in the million I think it's called the Millionaires Club um they're on a boat you will not see my face but you'll see my long linky body um and so that was me and then if you're in the Omaha area for whatever reason um in May or June <laughs> for whatever reason <laughs> Well, I'm just be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you're in Omaha or in the surrounding bits and pieces of it, so like 
I don't know, um, Lincoln or Des Moines. If you want to go on a road trip, come see Kinky Boots at the Omaha Community Playhouse. Okay, cool. I didn't know if we could talk about it. That's why I kind of, like, tossed that ball it's, to you. Yeah, I mean, I, the, I've known since August. Yeah. And we, like, haven't officially announced it yet, but, like, everyone kind of knows who's in it already. Yeah. And what, I didn't say I was in it. I just said come see it. That's fair. So everybody go see this production. But, but if you want to see, if you want to like maybe recognize somebody, I would suggest coming to it. Period. Period. But period. Per. Yeah, come see Kiki Boots. Oh. And then from the last time I was still on the show, my production of Spring Awakening is still streaming. It's which still is there, streaming. y'all. <laughs> I don't know why it's going so long, but it's there. Money. Why not? Uh, yeah. Come, you can follow me on my, my socials. Um, C. Wiley? C. Wiley 906. There you go. That's me. Awesome. Well, Cullen, thank yeah. you so much. We have appreciated having you. We will do another one. Uh, we will do another yes. one with a plot. <laughs> a, Maybe. A stronger plot. A stronger <laughs> plot. Um, We're doing cats, cats next time. Cullen, please. If you just <laughs> if you don't want to be my friend, just say that. <laughs> um, all right. We will see everybody next week. Oh, and welcome back from uh the three week uh Disney hiatus, quote unquote, that we took. I'm very sorry about that. That's just how all the episodes were planned. Um This so, is not this is not that it's not it's <laughs> not that baby. Um so like a person who has drunk too much in the end of every show, it's time to black out. <laughs>